Welcome to another episode of the Tactical Leadership Podcast, where we focus on building better businesses. I believe in order to be the best leader that you can be, you must be willing to be the first follower and have a servant mentality when you're in a leadership position. If you want to be the best leader that you possibly can be, be sure to stay tuned and listen to industry leaders and hear how they built winning cultures in their own businesses. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Tactical Friday. You heard from him this past Monday, and I'm bringing Broncar Lee back on the show to unpack how we can spread the good stuff. Broncar, welcome back to the show, my friend. Hey, brother. Great to be back. Man, I'm super excited about this because we had so much fun chopping it up both on and off the air uh, around our conversation on Monday. And um, I want to give the audience an opportunity to really learn really truly what the mission behind spreading the good stuff is, what it looks like to engage with you. And of course, I know you have that Master Your Morning mini course. That was a big piece of what we talked about Monday. But overall, if somebody wants to get involved with spreading the good stuff, what would you say would like step one and two look like for them? Yeah, buddy. Thanks. I would say first, you know, come to the website, spreadthegoodstuff.com, sign up, get involved with, like you mentioned, the Master Your Morning mini course. We got free resources there, way to get it, you know, have an initial communication uh, connection there. And then from there, I offer several different things. One is a coaching program where we do weekly sessions where you basically, they're kind of reminders of, where you want to be focusing your energy, where you want to be extending your energetic bandwidth, how you want to be focused and tactical, all right, about your days. And to be, the way I look at it is the way we can be proactive as opposed to reactive in life. If we can be proactive and, you know, coming back to that music analogy, retuning our inner instruments, then we're not being reactive to the moment we're being responsive in healthy ways where we're operating from that place of power when our inner instruments in tune. So in our programs, we do a lot of like kind of that recalibration, reminding you where you want to be going, what you want to be spending your time on, what is it that you're building in your life. And so I also offer some one-to-one sessions where, you know, we kind of go a little bit deeper, you know, customized depending on where you're at. So there's really a few different things uh, and ways to get involved. And one of the things I want to kind of hit on, we didn't really talk about this Monday, but a lot of what you focus on is obviously that mindset piece, getting your mind right. And part of the Good Stuff Hub, which is obviously the community that you're building, uh, part of that is guided music meditations that, and I quote, don't suck which is a big part of, it's so hard to meditate for a lot of people and you have to find that thing that works for you. Can you talk to us a little bit about what those guided meditations sound like, what they are and how to engage in those? Yeah, absolutely. And that is a great quote. So that's what I, you know, I joke about it. I say, I do meditations that don't suck because meditation is such a foreign thing for many people. And one of my passions is to bring meditation to the mainstream and mindfulness to the masses. And it's basically... What I do is I struggled meditating as well, and but I also saw the benefits of it. And so what I figured out was how can I engineer something that's going to really work for the overachieving person, the high achiever, the busy brain, the active person, whether that's someone in a leadership role, a parenting role, whatever they're doing, life is busy, life is crazy, life is intense. How can we stop, give ourselves permission to pause, to recalibrate? And so- I would say we got to, the world is so loud. We need to pause the music, listen within, adjust our tuning and press play again. 
right? Pause the music, listen within, adjust our tuning and press play again. And the musical meditations, basically what I do is I synthesize sound. So it might be flutes, handpans, saxophones, drums. And then I take that music and I blend it with spoken word, visualization, basically a way to get you, get the listener into a place where they're asking themselves the right questions, where they're then finding and searching for the answers to those questions. Because in life, we're going to get the answers to the questions that we ask, whether that's literally going out to the world and asking questions to someone on the street, whether that's typing something into the search engine, you know, on our computer, we're going to get the answers to those questions that we ask. And so the key is to ask better questions. And so what I like to do is to do that for people. It's like, hey, these are the questions that I'm going to invite you to answer today. And so as we start to ask those questions, having the music there provides this space, sonic palette, which gives us a a container, right? It gives us this ability to have a one track mind for a short period of time, for five minutes, for seven minutes, for two minutes, you know? And so when we have that container there, we hold that space and we can really focus on answering questions that matter. And so that's really what the meditation, musical meditation experiences are all about. And I have a lot of these that are pre-recorded that are available for people to listen to, but also I do them in the coaching programs that I offer. I do them live. And so I'll actually take, you know, words and phrases and things that are going on inside of people's minds. What are they searching for? What are they trying to overcome? What are they trying to break through? And then I'll bake that in to the musical meditation experience. So it has that custom feel for them as well. And I saw another one that I really enjoyed personally, that is beyond the meditation, but I'm very big on, on gratitude. And every morning we kind of talked about it on Monday, but every morning I write today, I'm grateful for, and then list three things that I'm grateful for, because I feel like no matter what, even in the most austere of conditions, Afghanistan and, and combat, where I was doing things that you can show very lack of gratefulness for that. I found I had to push myself to be grateful for something because there's always something. And I love that one of the videos you have is get your gratitude glasses on. Can you unpack that a little bit for us and and tell us a little bit more of what gratitude glasses look like? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, in life, there's situations we get in and sometimes it's really hard to find the gratitude in it, as you were mentioning. And so that's kind of coming into what we call the meditation station. And I do this with my boys, you know, my two young boys, we do the meditation station. And what we do is we sit crisscross applesauce and we just breathe and we take our opportunity breaths. And they do this all the time. When we're out, we'll go out and I'll take them to the skate park and we'll be out on their, they'll have their little, you know, pedal free bikes and we're out rocking in the world. And then when it's transition time, We sit for meditation station while dad packs the bikes. We sit for meditation station while I get the snacks out. And so many people walk by and they're like, what is going on here? And I'm like, it's meditation station. And I have these two very spirited little dudes who are running bonkers all the time, but they will sit and they will take that breath. And then what we do is we find, we reflect and we project We reflect on what has just happened. What have we just experienced in the last few minutes? And what can we be grateful for about this experience? And then we'll project on what we're about to do, what the activity is that we're about to do, right? And then we're leaning in with that optimism and that gratitude for that. And so what it allows us to do is in this meditation station, we're basically 
getting to the fully present in the moment, but then we're also able to time travel in a sense because we're giving that container to reflect and then to project. And when we're in this moment, we're looking at consciously searching for the gratitude and the gratitude. That's where the gratitude glasses come in because when we had a slightly less preferred situation come up, when this little thing called the global pandemic hit there basically overnight, a hundred percent of my live performance events and gigs went away just instantaneously. And in that moment, I was extremely frustrated and I'm a very happy, positive, high energy kind of guy when I'm happy, but when I'm not, I'm extreme in the other way as well. And so I was just really dark. I was really, you know, anxious. I was, all of my work had just gotten wiped off the calendar. I'm like, what am I going to do providing for other humans? You know, you got mortgage, you got insurance, you got food, you got all these things. And so all of this started weighing down on me and I was just stuck in the muck. And one night my wife just looked at me and she goes, I can't be around you. You're stuck in the muck. You're just, you're bringing me down. And she held up her hands and she goes, here, put these on. And she held her hands up in little circles. And I was like, what are those? And she said, they're gratitude glasses, put them on. And I was like, what the heck are you talking about? So I took them as a joke and I put them over my eyes and I said, okay, what am I going to look at with my gratitude glasses? And she was like, look around, look around at your life. What's the opportunity here? What can you be grateful for in this moment? And so I started looking at, you know, I started looking at my family and I said, okay, well, I was originally going to be gone for half the year, literally 160, 170 days on the road. And I was like, well, here's an opportunity to create a deeper connection with my boys, to create uh, more routines and rituals with them for morning and bedtime and things like that. I can really nurture this relationship with them. And then I look over here and I say, okay, well, all of this work went away, but now there's an opportunity to reinvent, to pivot. And as I started looking at that, it was a liberation moment for me to get back into a lot of the coaching work that I was so passionate about. And so suddenly I had this opportunity now to lean into a new adventure and to learn new skills and become something more than I was. And so we started looking for the gratitude, looking for the opportunity and getting gratitatical. And so in that moment, putting those glasses on made it a joke, created some, you know, it really brought some levity to the situation that was a darker place. And through that levity, then I had a smile. And once we can smile, then we can lean in with that, that state of possibility. You know, years ago, before, before I became a full-on entertainer, I used to look at comedy as kind of this cheap thing, right? I was a really serious musician and performer, and I used to look at comedy as like, oh, comedy's cheap. Comedy's like, what is that? And then I discovered the true power of comedy, and one particular individual named George Carlin really inspired me in that realm because here was this person, whether you love him or hate him, he was an undeniably powerful presence on the planet. And George Carlin used to come and, and he was using comedy as a tool to get his word out there, right? To make a, make a change. And I understood the power of comedy, of bringing levity to any situation. When you can say something or do something over here and it catalyzes a vibration, a shaking, a laughing in someone else, that is some next level wizardry right there. And so when we can bring levity to the situation, something silly like gratitude glasses, we start to smile and then we start to let our defenses down. And then we get to a place where we're not closed off 
and shielding and blocking and defending to a place of possibility. We open and we're now leaning into a new situation with that opportunistic mindset. So that's kind of what the uh, gratitude glasses are all about. Man, I absolutely love that. And and laughter really is the best medicine, man. And, and if you can add that levity, because it breaks you out of that muck, right? And, and being able to laugh, it's so powerful that you have a partner that's able to bring that to the forefront and and just get you. And, and that's uh, an amazing aspect of your life to be grateful for. And I want to give the audience another opportunity, remind them, where can they find you, find this content and start spreading the good stuff? Yeah. So spreadthegoodstuff.com, oldschool.com or spreadthegoodstuff.com. We have resources there. Like I said, you know, we have a lot of free resources, the master your morning content. You know, we've got toolkits, we've got videos, lots of music, instrumental music, meditation music that doesn't suck and lots of stuff in there to get people, you know, to jumpstart your next chapter of your journey. And then also the coaching programs that we offer all of those, the way you get involved with those is I like to talk to somebody. So I do what I call soul coaching. So with soul coaching, it's really, I like to talk to the individual and discover what is it that you're looking to create? What is it that you're working on right now? And how can I help to liberate to where you can then elevate so that uh, so often our, we are the biggest limiting factors in our lives. Like when we can get out of our own way, then we can blossom, we can flourish, we can thrive, we can ignite. And so I help people to basically unlock that from within and develop that level of self mastery. And so, you know, I do some one-to-one coaching. I have group programs that are there for people to get involved with and uh, all kinds of, all kinds of good stuff. So, and I look forward to, to talking with whoever you are out there in the ethers listening or watching this. I look forward to meeting you and seeing how I can unlock your potential and help you to shine your light more brightly and sing your unique theme song at the top of your lungs to truly be an instrumental human and an instrument of influence in the world. Ronco, I appreciate that, man. You are powerful and I appreciate everything you've brought to us today. (laughs) Thanks, brother. It's great to be here, man. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Tactical Leadership Podcast. And I hope you got a ton of value out of what we talked about today. I also want to remind you that this show is brought to you by Night Protection Services. If you're a leader in a small to mid-sized business that does five to $10 million a year in revenue, and want to improve retention costs, which could actually add up to being twice your employee's salary, all through creating a safer work environment and saving up to 25% in insurance costs, be sure to visit nightprotectionllc.com. 